This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2. Excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. You are listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. What up, what up? You're listening to the August 29th, 2017 PGA edition of On the Daily, the Rotoviz Radio Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Matt Dolkin on Twitter at BeardedDFS, and joining me on this episode is fellow Rotoviz contributor, John Gamble at Gambling Johnny. Today we will be discussing the player pool on DraftKings for the Dell Championship, looking at the players through the lens of course history. We're going to look at key stats. We're going to talk about weather and uh, you know strong plays, fades, ownership. We got it all. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2. Excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees but before that as you know the nfl season is quickly approaching get ready for it with a rotoviz nfl pass which you can get right now for 30 percent off this discount is for podcast listeners only and it's available through the nfl podcast homepage rotoviz.com podcast your subscription gives you unlimited access to all of our nfl content and tools and it also supports the pod Another way you can support the pod is by subscribing to and rating the Rotoviz Radio channel on iTunes. Do that, and you will be eligible to compete against some of our Rotoviz podcasters and writers in a $35 entry, Best Ball League, hosted by our friends at the FFPC. The winner of each league will receive a year long Rotoviz pass on top of the cash prize. Go to iTunes, leave a review with your name in it, and then email us at rotovizradio at gmail.com and we will get you in the league. What's up, John? How's it going? Uh, doing well, Matt. Happy to be back this week. It's always a pleasure to do the podcast with you. First, I'm going to give a quick intro into the course. If you want the full intro, um, check out rotoviz.com slash PGA 
For $4, you get John's model and three articles by myself. One is a detailed intro and key stats analysis. The second one is my picks. And the third one is chalk pivots. Uh, the course this week is TPC Boston. It was established in 2003 and designed by Arnold Palmer. And it's hosted the Dell Technologies Championship, which was formerly named the Deutsche Bank Championship since the inception of the course. The course is in Norton, Massachusetts. Gil Hans worked with PGA Tour player consultant Brad Faxon on a redesign in 2007 to make the course blend more naturally with the New England setting. The 18th green was renovated to make more difficult in 2011 and unveiled in 2012 where they basically raised the green and added some bunkering, but I, I'm not going to factor that into my research. Uh, there's 58 bunkers on the course, and as far as the cut goes, we start with 100 players and the top 70 and ties will move on. If 78 or more professional golfers make the cut, then there will be an MDF secondary cut. This tournament is a little different than most because it kicks off on Friday and it ends on Monday due to Labor Day weekend, which is a uh, pretty cool, very interesting. Changing, you know, the the process, giving us a little more time that may actually uh, concentrate ownership percentages a little more. Um, Boston, TPC Boston is a 7,342-yard par 71 with three par 5s, 10 par 4s, and four par 3s. Two of the par 4s are 365 and 353 yards, so they're going to be drivable for the Bombers. Uh, lush fairways will lead golfers up to bent grass greens, which we expect to play pretty hard and fast this week. Uh, I don't see any rain in the forecast as of now. Um, I went ahead and looked at the wind. You can uh, find the link to that in my intro for the closestwindfinder.com location to the course. Um, the weather looks really sunny, as I said, but uh, at this point, there's 12 to 23 mile per hour winds and gusts expected um, Friday and Saturday. So we don't really know what time this is going to come into play yet, but it's definitely something that we're going to need to monitor. Um, Looking at the past five winners of the event uh, to find what kind of players succeed here, we see Rory McIlroy twice. So I went ahead and went one more year back and added Webb Simpson from 2011 because it doesn't really make sense to have two players in the key stats correlation search. So what popped the most to me was driving distance, strokes gained tee to green, and strokes gained approach. Uh, what do you have for key stats, John? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% there. Yeah, uh, driving distance and then sort of, yeah, the, the standard, you know, tee to green and uh, approach. Um, just, yeah, driving distance being a little heavier than uh, normal this week. Um, but, but yeah, should uh, this course should favor Bombers a little bit. I agree. Over the past five winners that I chose, uh, they averaged 296.34. Uh, per 0.34 uh, yards in their driving distance, which is over tour average. So we're definitely going to want those guys that are, you know, getting some shorter shots into the green and also, you know, getting these eagle opportunities on these uh, par fours. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, there are a lot of bombers in this field. So uh, a lot of the guys left can hit it pretty far. So, um, 
yeah, we, we got a lot of choices um, th- this week. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a whole other side conversation about the evolution of golf and, you know, where success is being created. But uh, that's for another day. <laughs> yeah. We have a ton of course history, and that also means we have advanced course history, which is something that I use. Um, you can find the original article on rotoviz.com slash PGA. Uh, it basically takes putting out of the equation for course history, and I think it just gives you a better idea because we know how, uh, you know, variant putting can be. So I first want to talk about lineup construction. So it's way different than last week. You know, we have DJ and Spieth at 12K. So h- how does that change your, your construction this week? <laughs> well, uh yeah, I mean, right away, I kind of want to double dip at the, uh, like the the nine the ninety five hundred to ninety eight hundred range, like here, like you know, McElroy, Fowler, Jason Day, take two of those guys maybe, um, over just one of Spieth or, or Johnson, because you know you can't Spieth and Johnson really make it tough to construct a lineup, uh, and you have a lot more flexibility if you can double dip at sort of. Uh, some golfers that are really just almost as good, just as good um, at, at a, you know, a big discount. I of course, everybody else is going to see that too. So uh, I don't know. It's an interesting, interesting choice this week. I completely agree. I, I think you nailed it. Though I, I view it the exact same way. You know, you need you need DJ or Spieth to essentially win or they're not going to be, you know, in the winning GPP lineups at the top of all the tournaments because uh, I can get three shots at guys that I think have, you know, pretty equal chance of winning of these guys, pretty close at least, you know what I mean? And I'd rather have three shots in those, you know, uh, four-digit guys than forcing myself onto a five-digit guy and having me, you know, picking all these complimentary guys instead of, you know, three stars. Yeah, it's... uh. Yeah, more more bullets this week, I think. So, you know, like like the Patriots draft strategy, you know, trade out of the first round, take a, get a bunch of third rounders, and uh, you add up all those third round picks, you're more likely to hit with, with the more bullets. So Definitely. And also, I think even if you don't nail that winner, you can still cash, you know, a lot of tournaments. Uh, if you just find, you know, yourself with three guys in the top ten, even if you don't have the winner, you could still, you know, do pretty well. Yeah, exactly, and especially with um, yeah, they're going to be Eagles made this week. So uh, the you know Eagles a lot of birdies it really goes a long way to uh, beefing up your score. Um, finishing position isn't everything, but uh, agreed. You're going to have to go low. Uh, there's going to be a lot of birdies. We see the average score being sixteen point six under over the past five champs and uh there's only one reason that i see that um possibly changing is uh i saw this from one source but i'm gonna have to monitor it over the next two days uh supposedly they're gonna have the rough uh longer than typical i saw a picture and it did look a little longer but i they're definitely not gonna leave it as long as i saw it but supposedly it will be longer but I, i i don't have that confirmed and you know it's it's kind of hard to wait that when we are already identifying this as a bomber course but maybe that could change it for more of the accuracy guys did you uh, see anything on that uh no i didn't uh that's, that's a good uh good little nugget there i'll have to I'll have to monitor that with you yeah 
So um, we're going to be focusing on guys that have the driving distance, but maybe, you know, if you're making 10 lineups, uh, build a lineup, you know, you're, you're going to be targeting all driving distance guys. So in most of your lineups, it's going to be driving distance guys. Maybe build a lineup that just has all accuracy guys. And then, you know, maybe that one will rise to the top if, you know, we can have, if you have the, uh, you know, converse strategy of everyone else. Cause I'm pretty sure uh, the whole, DFS PGA populace understands this is a, a bomber week. Yeah, definitely. Um, and you know, it, it's not to say that you need to be a bomber; it just favors you. So it's not the be all end all. It's just like a, just an edge, basically. So um, yeah, like basically, if the bombers play their best game, they're going to beat the accuracy guys. Yeah, but if an accuracy guy, yeah, he just has to play a little better, I guess. The, the than uh, to, to make up the difference, but um, yeah, like Webb Simpson won in 2011. Yeah, exactly. He's not bombing anything. So, oh well, actually, actually, this is kind of funny. He actually, I think, was top 30 in the tour that year in driving distance. Was he really? No. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that. I just uh, relooked that up. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, um, and he's not. He's not like a. I don't know. He's not super short off the tee. I, I, I don't know. I don't have his stats in front of me, but uh, yeah, that's an interesting. Point. That's interesting that he was top three that year. Yeah, it's it's so weird that like something like that can change so dramatically. Yeah, but uh, that'll do it for the intro. Let's get into the player pool. So uh, there's no lion, you know. DJ is a great play. Every everything lines up for DJ, no matter what you look at. You're not. You know, you're not going to find anything to suggest that he's not a good play. He just got over his – I mean, he's over that back injury now. It's pretty much undeniable. I wasn't on him last week, even though I I, I feared him. Oh, I, I fear him too. I mean, his last four finishes are uh, – see, uh, eighth at the Canadian Open, 17th at Bridgestone – 13th of the PGA and he won last week. That's that's a pretty good stretch right there. He he, he looks like he's all the way back. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, just in time. Yeah. So I will be favoring DJ over Spieth if that is the route you wish to take. If you want to, you know, do that 12K and then get a bunch of guys in the lower range. Uh, I, I like DJ over Spieth. Uh, you agree? Uh, yes, I do. Um. Yeah, DJ just he uh, he rates the best in my model for sure, um, and just you know looking at all the key stats this week, it just it lines up for him perfectly. Um, hey, sports fans! Football season's here, and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie. My bookie is the industry leading sports betting website that offers real Vegas odds on football, baseball, and all your favorite sporting events. You can take a side, the total, or even fantasy points props. My bookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. My bookie has in game live betting on every major league and event, even esports. There's no better time to join My bookie than today. Go to My bookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. 
That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. He's a great play. It's just, it's what does he do to your roster, though? That's the question. Yeah. Yeah, and we touched on that. It, I'd rather have multiple shots at the top. So, yeah, so maybe playing somebody like Dustin Johnson or, or Brent Spieth does make your lineup a little bit contrary this week. I, I, I wonder. Um, I don't have a good feel for that at this point in the week where, where the, you know, the field's kind of leaning. But uh, it'll be interesting if, if people are shying away from the, the $12,000 guys um, a little bit too much. Um, I think they'll jam them in. Because yeah, I, I, I've been looking at a lot of pro, uh, ownership projections, and the most recent one I looked at had DJ between like twenty five and thirty percent, and had speed at like between twenty and twenty five. So, yeah, not shying away at all. Okay. Yeah, that's like fifty percent of rosters, and I mean, that's an even bigger reason to fade. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm leaning towards fading them this week, even though they are. I, I think they're the two strongest plays in the field, but. Um, but yeah, I'm willing to take the risk because th- there's a lot of guys right on their heels that are almost as good at all, for a lot less salary. I completely agree. We're not saying that they're not great plays. They are definitely the top two plays. But um, uh, DFS is not just figuring out who's going to win. It's about constructing a lineup that's going to, you know, all together put you at the top with the most points. Moving down, uh, there's two guys that are new to this range up here. Um, we have John Rahm and Justin Thomas, two uh, horrible odds yeah. values. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I guess Rahm was up here earlier in the season, kind of in some weaker field events, I guess. Uh, yeah, Justin Thomas, I don't. He might have cracked 10,000 once or twice, but yes, he is new up here for sure. Um, Yeah, they're, they're. I mean, they're good plays, but yeah, I don't. I, I like some other guys a little bit better. Um, I agree. Even if you like them, it's like you know, Rom is eighteen to one, while Ricky and Rory are sixteen to one, and Day is fourteen to one, and they're both like they're all three of those guys are dramatically cheaper. Um, yeah. And then Justin Thomas is even worse at twenty two to one. Yeah. Um, Justin Thomas though always makes those birdies. He gives it back a lot, but. He makes a ton of birdies, which is great for DFS. So, um, you know, Vegas odds don't, I mean, they correlate highly with DFS production, but they're not everything. They don't tell the whole story. Yes, that's true. I agree. Moving down, um, this is like the money range for me right here. Uh, You have Hideki, Rory, Ricky yeah. and Day all sandwiched, you know, in this eight hundred, uh, this uh, six hundred dollars between ten thousand one hundred and ninety five hundred. Uh, what are you seeing here? Yeah, I'm seeing the same exact thing. This is the money range for me too. So, yeah, Hideki Matsuyama. I mean, misses one cut in his price, his salary plummets. Um, he's down, I think, fourteen hundred dollars from last week, some or something like that. So, uh. Listen, anybody, he missed the cut on the number. Um, it wasn't like he, you know, totally blew it. Uh, anyone's, anyone can have a bad round or two. And I think that's just what happened to Hideki here, and uh, we get a nice discount for it. Yeah, 
we do but at the same time there it you know he's doing what rory was doing earlier this year except instead of three putters he had five putters so he doesn't know what he want. He didn't know what he wanted to do last week. He, on his practice rounds, he had five different putters, and then he chose one before the tournament started. So um, the, I don't expect these greens to be as hard as last week, but I expect it to be comparable. So what do you think about that? Yeah, it's hard to read. It. You know, putting is such a yeah. It's almost like. I don't know. It's almost like some voodoo science or something with these guys with the different putters and the this and that. It's a very, you know, it's a very delicate skill, um, and it's hard to, very hard to predict. So, hmm. yeah, I, it, it is really hard to predict, which is why I'm like, you know, I'm trying not to factor it in too much, but everything else, you know, before I remembered that note on his putters, I was just like locked in on Decky. Yeah, let's see. What did he do? You know, you, you have driving distance this season, 25th, 4th tee to green, 12th approach, last 24 rounds, 5th tee to green, 11th approach, and then advanced course history that's taken out putting, 12th tee to green, and 9th approach. So, I mean, it's the stats are the nuts, you know. it's Yeah, let's see. I'm showing he, he lost 1.9 strokes putting. In round one last week, and I, I can't. Eh, round two is not working for me here. It's not coming up. But yeah, so he definitely had he had a bad putting week last week. It looks like. Um, so th- th- that that can easily turn around. I you know I, I'm thinking his price is down. We might get some people scared off of him. I I think this is this is not a bad bet here. No, I, I like, I mean, I think he'll be a, a little lower owned than the next three guys. Yeah, probably. So, um, um, Rory yeah. has won here twice. Yeah. Uh, and has a top five also. <laughs> yeah, I think people yeah. are going to jump right back on. Yeah, and Rory has the same sort of putting issues going on, too. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I, I like Fowler here, too. Yeah, all these guys. J- Jason Day really has killed this course. So he's top 15 or better the last four years straight. Um, yeah, and, I, you know, I, I finally have reason to believe he's coming around statistically. So uh, as you talked, he, uh, you know, he's done well here. He was the runner-up in 2010. So this is his progression uh, looking at his rounds at all courses. So in his last 24, tee to green, he's 36th, approach 71st. Last 12, 20th tee to green, 30th approach. Last 8, 13th tee to green, 21st approach. And last 4, last week, 15th tee to green and 16th approach. So he's getting better every week. Yeah, and his real-world results show the same thing. Um you know, 27th at the British Open, 24th at the uh, British Center Invitational, 9th at the PGA, and 6th last week. So, And he was right yeah. there. He was right there last week. He, yeah, he, he absolutely was. Um, yeah. and, and he... I don't know, everyone talks about Jordan Spieth's putting, but if 
Jason Day's putting gets on track, he is just a force. Yeah, he he sinks those long putts just like Spieth. Yeah, I, I he yeah I, I feel like he underappreciated for that, but um yeah. And let's look at his last week. He so yeah, he, he gained three and a half strokes putting in the fourth round on Sunday. Um, then he was about he gained one stroke. In round one last week, the other two just just uh, slightly negative. So, yeah, he had some he had some good putting, but it's not yeah it's not everything. So, it doesn't explain all his uh, um, his good performance. Um, so yeah, it, uh, you know he he is a uh, I, I, yeah I'm I'm starting to like him this week. Me too. I you know I at ten thousand five hundred I might not be on him, but at ninety five hundred. You know. Yeah, it's I'm and he, yeah, and these four guys, the, this money range, like we said, you know, uh, Matsuyama, McElroy, Fowler, Jason Day, they're all they all have roughly this, the same odds to win, all about in about the six percent range, which like has the, they're all basically tied for the third favorite. Yes, yeah. tournament. So. Yeah, I, I can guarantee you that every lineup I build will have two guys from this range. Like that's yeah, that's a fact. Um, let's move down. I'm sure neither of us have interest in Ustazen at this price, even though I still liked him last week at 8,800, but that's because the course just really fit him. Yeah, he's done well at this course, though, too. He's got finished 8th last year and 12th in 2015, and, and he's got a 2nd in 2012. So, uh, that's interesting. Uh, and I, I think he might be a good pivot here because he, you know, the, you have all the darlings just below him. You have Casey, Kucher, Kepka. Um, I think he might be a good pivot play for those guys. I like that call. He's always low-owned. Yeah, except for the, uh, what was it, the U.S. Open, which was crazy. I mean, anyway, yeah. I, that one still is a head-scratcher for me. I can't I can't get over it. Anyway. Yeah, I so I want I want Paul Casey statistically, uh, you know, the guy's a great play. It's it, he's amazing, but I feel yeah. like this is the easiest week to fade him, just because of these guys we all have right above him. Those powerful four between ten thousand one hundred and ninety five hundred. So I, I might not need him this week, which just lineup construction wise, you, you know. Yeah, yeah, it'll be weird. I, I think I've had Casey in my lineup for two months straight now, so it feels like. Uh, yeah, this is the, the first week where I feel he's not a, a must-play. I, I agree. Um, although he still is a very strong play. Um, yeah, just, just the guys we noted are just a little or just better. Yeah. And, and, uh, and similar price. And, and that winning upside. Yeah, which he did finish second here last year, but <laughs> of course he did. Of course, just to just to, you know make your decision more difficult. Yeah, he's got the Charles Howell disease. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm not really interested in Kucher. 
Um, I'm not interested in Kapka. The reason I'm not interested in Kucher is just he, uh, he's not the longest off the tee, and I'm really just trying to target driving distance. Uh, Chapel, yeah. um, his price is really elevated from that performance on Saturday last week, I believe it was, and he had a decent Sunday as well. Yeah. So I, I'm not really, after Casey, I, I don't like anyone until Sergio. Going all the way down to Sergio, right? Yeah, I, I, Patrick Reed, I think you got to take a look at this week. Uh, finished fifth last year and fourth in 2015. Um, and let's see, what is He's definitely, you know, a distance guy. He hits it a long way. Um, and yeah, I mean, compared to Kepka, Kutra, Casey, he's gonna he's gonna go. He's gonna be owned less often than those guys. So, I'm giving a little look at, at Patrick Reed this week for sure. Okay, I I think that's a. a... A, a great contrarian play. I mean, I feel like he's been contrarian like the whole year. Yeah, he has. He has been. Um, last year was the opposite. I don't know. Everybody played him last year, and this year not. Not not. He doesn't have the same following. So, um, yeah, I I, I don't. I don't know where I was going with that, but anyway, I can go with Sergio Garcia. Yeah, so Sergio is like pretty much a lock for me. Um, if you play cash games, I mean, I, is this a joke? I don't get it. I mean, the funny part is I looked at his odds, and his odds weren't that great either, but uh, I feel really good about him. I mean, driving distance 28th this season, tee to green 10th, approach 85th. Um, you look at his advanced course history over the last 24 uh, rounds at TPC Boston. He's 15th to green and 15th in approach. And um, he also took the week off to prepare for the latter stages of the playoffs. And for some reason, DraftKings dinged his salary due to that. Um, also, maybe yeah. because he doesn't have the best form. Right, he missed the cut at the PGA. But, but yeah, the the price is so low on him. He he should be he should be in with Ricky and uh, you know with those, that group of guys. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where we'd normally see him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another another guy at a discount this week. Um, yeah, eighty four hundred is is is, a, is kind of a joke for Garcia. It is a joke, but the funny thing is, is like I've only listened to I think two podcasts so far uh, around the industry, and neither of them mentioned Sergio. So I, yeah, I think I think you know the miscut and just not playing in a couple weeks, and people forget about him. You know, there's so many other great golfers this week. It's easy to miss Sergio. Yeah, it's definitely the it's definitely easy to go over him for other people, but. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the next guy that you like, John? Yeah, I, I like Hoffman. He he's uh, my model really loves him this week. Um, so he's at eighty three hundred. Um, yeah, his he's got 
some mixed play at this course. What does he got? He's got a he missed the cut last year, but he's got a third place in 2015. Uh, missed cut in 2014, and then he's got a 27th and a 26th. So um, he doesn't have the you know he's got a mixed record at this course. Uh, like it, it doesn't. It fits him well enough, though, I think. Um, he, he, you know, he's long enough off the tee, and um, just his form is is good, uh, very good recently. And uh, The one problem yeah, I have like, with playing Charlie Hoffman is Justin Rose's 8,100, and we really yeah. saw him come around last week. Uh, he, he, he was fifth tee to green and first in approach in the field. So I don't know what clicked, but something clicked. Yeah, so he finished 10th and his salary went down 100, 200 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't explain that one. I can't either, but I mean, the, I, I, Rose would be my Sergio if Sergio weren't 8,400 this week, because I, I mean, I like Sergio better than Rose, but I mean, they're both just like, what are, you know, you can understand last week, Rose's price, but because of the form he was coming in with, but after last week, I mean. Yeah, to drop it after is strange. And then, and then right below Rose, we have Gary Woodland, who was $7,000 last week, missed the cut, and then his price went up $1,000. So I, I, I think you can guess that I'm not big on Gary Woodland this week. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely stands out like a sore thumb in this range. Yeah, he doesn't really belong there. <laughs> it's like, hey, am I going to play Gary Woodland for 8K or Adam Scott, six top tens in his last 11 tries here at 7900 <laughs> yeah, no question. I mean, which brings us to our next guy, Adam Scott. Uh, cash game lock. Um, yeah, cash game lock for sure. Uh, um, so this is as good. usual. Go ahead. Yeah, as usual. I mean, he's he's often a cash game lock, but I think especially this week, uh, seventy nine hundred is you know about a thousand dollars less than we're used to paying for him. And yeah, like you said, he is he kills this course. And it's not, obviously, you know, we know Scott doesn't win with his putting. So it right. makes sense that his advanced course history is the best in existence. He's first tee to green and first in approach over the last 24 rounds at TPC Boston. Hey, there you go. For 7,900. For 7,900, you have, you know, the, the guy with the, the best results uh, statistically and finishing wise in the field. Yeah. So, uh, so what's his ownership going to be like this week? I wonder. Um, it's funny. I looked at one that had him between 15 and 20. Seems... Yeah, we've seen him up over 30 at points this season, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, and maybe with that extra day for, you know, chalk to group together, he'll be 30. Who knows? Yeah. Um But rightfully so. I mean, you know, these guys that are have high ownership are usually good plays. Um, yeah. So yeah, cash game, he's a lock for sure. Uh, tournaments, if you want to play him, you're going to need yeah, you're going to need differentiation somewhere else. Agreed. So 
in this the 7k range is kind of a dead range for me there's one guy i like do you know who it is um keegan bradley i don't know daniel berger oh berger yeah okay sure yes <laughs> he stands out here i mean you have he phil does. down there but phil is like he it's at the point where we're kind of like uh age regression type stuff it's what it's looking like um yeah i'm not on phil which is i'm sad to say it but yeah i'm not on phil uh duffner a little bit to i like a little bit it's 7800 but yeah, he's nowhere near the the play that Adam Scott is, and Burgers. I think Burgers basically as good, maybe a little better than Duffner. I think Burger is one of the best plays this week if you're factoring in how the course fits, his ownership, and his price. Because uh, you know, in the past few weeks, we had Burger in the 8K range. Or, or it was Berger who was priced higher than Justin Thomas, and we all thought that was fine. And then we had Justin Thomas priced a little higher, like a thousand higher than Berger, and we thought, okay, that's okay. And now we have Justin Thomas at 10K and Berger at 7,600. And that, uh, yeah, are, are people seeing thing. this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of guys. We're getting a discount on a lot of good golfers this week for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you with most of this range. It's sort of a dead range. Um, just, there's so many good plays just above this. Yeah. You know, it makes it even harder to, to fit in, you know, DJ or Spieth. Yeah. There is one guy that I do like. Um, um, huh? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What's your guy? Oh, I was. Uh, um, Jason Kokrak's not not a bad option. I think for for a GPP, I would I would not put him in a cash game at all. Um, but he, he finished eighth here last year, and then he missed the cut, of course, the the year before that. So those those are the kind of results I would expect from Kokrak, right? Like, um, he, he's going to go on a a birdie streak or he's just going to blow it. Like he's uh so I think he's a good tournament play in this range. Okay. Uh, the last, so there, I lied. There's one more guy like, uh, in seven K range. It's, uh, Patrick Cantlay. Uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. He was um, like top yeah. five in greens of regulation last week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think Cat Cantlay is a great player. Um, my, my model loves him too. Um, so he was, yeah, he's got one of the best, like, uh, he's one of the best values by my by my model this week. Um, Cantlay and uh, Tony Finau, again, 7,100 this week. Um, so, the, yeah, those two guys down towards the bottom of this range um, are standing out for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just fading Tony Finau forever, like literally until the end of the time, at the end of time at this point. Just, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's just because it's like sometimes it's hard to know who the low range thirty percent guy will, and when you know every week 
and you can leverage the field so easily because it's yeah. it's going to happen. Like he's going to be 25, 30%. There's no debating. Yeah. And I, I think Keeley's a better play and he's going to be lower owned. Um, so yeah, for that reason, I, yeah, I, I might not play Finau either. <laughs> I, I love Cantlay. Um, the only there's 58 bunkers on this course, and what his demise? He ended up 10th last week. His demise was he was two out of six in sand saves. Yeah, that that's another thing that's sort of freaky. It's kind of like putting. Sand saves are a little bit. Um, they're not sticky. Yeah, at but all. Cantlay kind of has a history of having problems with sand. Yeah, so it it is sticky to a degree. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I, I think there can be a lot of noise, but I, I don't know. Cantlay is one of the only players that I like. When I know there's a lot of bunkers, I'm like, oh, Cantlay could get into trouble. Yeah, okay. Um, I know I didn't know that about Cantlay. That's a that's a good point. Um, another guy I kind of like here is is Jonathan Vegas. I mean, he's had some just great finishes recently, uh, and for seven thousand, he's not a bad flyer. I would I would prefer him over I, I don't know I'm wondering how much ownership he's gonna he's gonna garner this week. I heard him on one of the two podcasts I listened to. Yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe it's too late. Maybe the yeah. Yeah. The, the egg. I mean, he's not gonna be chalk, but he's he's gonna be like ten percent, which is like pretty high for for him, right? For him, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'd still take him as a GPP player over Finau, though. I think. I don't hate it, but I don't love it either. Yeah, yeah, but it would be nice. It would be a lot nicer if it was five percent or less. But I guess that's probably not going to happen. Yeah, and uh, going to what you were talking about earlier, um, sometimes these short guys can actually play decent here. What do, What do you think about Zach Johnson at seven? Yeah, I, I like him too. He actually, he stands out a little bit in my model here. Um, and what, what's his? What his finish is like. So he doesn't really have a lot of. He doesn't have some. 57th last year, 22nd year before, 16th in 2014. So, yeah, not terrible, but uh, not great. But he, he does. He's a, he's a shorter hitter that seems to play well on the course in favor of bombers for whatever reason. He's um, really good with his long irons over 200 yards. Yeah, okay. I guess that's. That's what it is then. Um, so, yeah, I think he's an interesting play. Um, although he might be a chalkier guy in this range, too. Yeah, I, I think he's a cash consideration guy. Yeah, for sure. Right, cash consideration, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he, he's he's going to make the cut. I mean... Yeah, he, he, he is going to make the cut. Like, like... <laughs> yeah, like, he, he, he doesn't miss many. Um, well, he missed last week, so there you go. But, uh, I mean, he's got, what, f- like four or five cu- missed cuts this, this whole year. So, and they're only cutting about 30 this week, so. Uh, oh, wow, 15 out of think, 20 cuts made this year. That kind of surprised me. For yeah, I thought it would be a little higher than that, too. But, um, but yeah, with 30 guys cut, he, at 7,000, he'll, he'll, he'll make the cut. <laughs> Are you ready to jump into the 6K range and tell me who you like? Uh, yeah, so... 
Yeah, let's do it. Um, almost anybody at 6,900, I guess. No, not anybody. Let's see. All right. <laughs> um, so you got a lot of interesting players here. You got Molinari, you got Leishman, you got uh, Xander Shoffley, you got uh, Grio, Kyle Stanley, Ian Poulter. These are all guys that have had great seasons. Um, well, Grio maybe not a great season, but uh, yeah, they're all 6,900. It's you know we have not seen these guys here all year. Yeah, it's like they're. They're priced the same as Kelly Craft. Right. And Luke List. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we Kim. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, those are the guys I like in, in, under, and of course, yeah, of course, they're all 6,900 top of this range, but... Um, nice. Right. <laughs> yeah, you got Martin Laird down here, which he's... He's a little bit interesting. Kevin, Kevin Na, Kevin Tway. The nuts play in this range is Mark Leishman. You think this? Uh, yes, at least for tournaments. You know, I'm I'm a tournament player, and just a guy having this great a season with his stats so elite uh, in his last 24 and season long, uh, coming off of a missed cut with reduced ownership at a cheap price. I mean, it's. I could just see it all coming together. Like, uh, you know, he's going to play great. He, there's no reason to believe he won't other than missing one cut, which is means nothing to me. I think yeah, it yeah, means right. a lot to other people. Right, but, I mean, anybody can miss a cut unless you're, you know, Tiger Woods in the mid-2000s. But, um, yeah, Molinari is another guy. You could almost say the same thing about that you just said about Leishman, about Molinari. Um you know, great stats, Tita Green all year. Um, I th- he missed. Did he miss the cut last week? I think he did. Yes, he did. Um, I felt it. And he, yeah, and he he had he had pretty high ownership too. So I think a lot of other people felt it too. Um, yeah. So I yeah, that might throw some people off a little bit. Yeah, I I think the difference between Leishman and Molinari is. Molinari is better tee to green and off the tee, but he doesn't have the distance. No, he does not. He's he does not have the distance. Um, yeah, Xander Shoffley is a little bit interesting too. I think here um, you missed the cut at the PGA, but bounced back strong. He finished seventeenth last week. At, you know, at a, and his salary was seven thousand. I mean, that's a very strong finish for a guy priced at seven thousand. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I kind of like he's one of those guys where I kind of missed the train on him, so I can't I, jump on now. <laughs> I think you can. I don't think that I don't think everyone's on him yet. Um, I mean, certainly he's not going to have the ownership of Leishman or Molinari this week. I, I don't think. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the guy's playing right. great. I mean, uh, he's 16th in DraftKings points over the last 24 rounds. Uh, yeah, game wow. t- total, he's 27th. So, I mean. Yeah, he's playing great. Yeah, I'm starting to believe that he's good. Like, he's he's going to be on the tour. Yeah. Well, he, he's got a win, so he's going to be on for 
two years. And and I think he'll stick too. He'll be a he'll stick. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like he he's he yeah. is meant to be on the tour. Like he yeah, he's meant to be here. Like right. He's not a you know uh, Matt Avery or somebody like that. <laughs> yeah, one hit wonder. Right. Um. Who else? Who else you got down here? I mean, Chad Campbell, sixty-seven hundred. Yeah, Siwoo Kim's the cheapest, cheapest price uh, guy right there too. Yeah. Not that I'm gonna play Siwoo Kim. This is not an endorsement, but. <laughs> no, Siwoo. He uh. Yeah, what a he had a weird season. Yeah. Just yeah. all over the. Good finish, bad finish. More bad than good, and you know he won the Players Championship, which was just crazy. That was so <laughs> tilting. Yeah, I, I, he was almost zero percent owned too. It was, it was like under one percent owned. Yeah, I mean, depending on what tournament you're playing, but. Um, so yeah. I think that's gonna do it for me. Do you have anybody else you want to touch on? No, not really. That'll, that'll do it. All right. That will do it for this episode of On the Daily, the PGA edition. Thank you for coming on. John Gamble on Twitter, at GamblinJohnny. I'm Matt Dolkin, at BeardedDFS. Check out the PGA package, $4 for John's model and three articles by myself as referenced earlier. Have a great day. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2 excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. It's the sale you've been waiting for. Now through Monday, get a huge 50% off the styles you need now with 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, 50% off. Jeans start at 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids. Want fashion in a flash? Buy online and pick up in-store for free. Hurry, the sale ends Monday at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 829 to 9-2 excludes in-store clearance, jumpsuits, rompers, bubbles, active license, and men's package tees. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.